What's up, stoners, and welcome back to That Bud Tender Podcast. I am your host, Bianca. We're here. It's season two. I'm ready to go. I'm so excited, of course. I think I'm going to learn some new adjectives um, for this season, though, for sure. Just give me some time. I will be delighted and ecstatic and and many, many more things um, moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, I do really want to move with even more intention through season two. Listening back, I could feel myself holding back at times during last season's episodes, and I don't want to do that. I think in order for this to be a space in which people can share their thoughts and vulnerabilities, honestly, I need to be absolutely transparent and authentic with you guys too, which makes my heart skip a bit, you know, thinking about it, but it's an adventure. And it's an adventure I'm willing to take because Lord knows I haven't had any adventures in like the last year and a half. So I'm down. Let's do this. This podcast has really been such a beautiful outlet for me, especially during the pandemic. I'm really grateful to be making this cannabis podcast love child alongside so many cool people. I'm looking forward to going outside of my comfort zone more and sharing more of myself through this platform in addition to uh, my guest. I'm also excited for some unique concepts that I have for some upcoming episodes. We're gonna, you know, fill it out and see what you guys think. Um, More importantly, I can't wait for everyone to hear my next guest story. She is an incredible young woman, super talented, wickedly funny and creative. Her name is Shay Navarro, aka Paper Mache, and she's about to be your new girl crush. She's a cannabis model, influencer, performing artist. She also has a clothing line called Bratty Wear. She's also just a really sweet girl. We chat about her upbringing in Anaheim, her career with Suicide Girls and OnlyFans, and of course, her relationship with cannabis. It's a great show. I really couldn't have asked for a better guest to kick off our sophomore season, baby. It's crazy. This episode is brought to you by Rogue Pack. Rogue Pack is a design forward brand of cannabis carriers, tools, and accessories for those who value aesthetics and ritual in equal measure. Check out Rogue Pack and use the promo code BUDTENDER for a 20% off discount, y'all. She doesn't do this normally. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you, Rogue Pack. It is available to everyone in the US and Canada. Limit one use per customer. Again, that promo code is BUDTENDER for 20% off. There's no minimum. It applies to all products. You can thank me later. The products are absolutely gorgeous. Join our pack and raise your ritual. I told myself I could smoke this blunt. I love it. Oh my god. Hello. 
Should I just say paper mache? Like give him my full government name. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I'm Shay Navarro. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Okay, I should probably I should start with uh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you coming out. I haven't told you this yet, but I'm gonna tell you now. You are kicking off season two of the podcast. Ooh, season two, kicking it off, you know? I, I, love, I love a good starter. Dude, I couldn't <laughs> have asked for a better opener. Are you kidding me? We're going to get into it. Shay and I actually met when we were working at the cafe. That was our initial introduction. Unfortunately, you know, that got cut short because um, I really did enjoy working with you. I I have to say, like, there was never a room that I went into that you were in that you weren't laughing or you weren't like making somebody else laugh. Like you were just a good vibe. Thank you so much, mainly because I was high. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i miss the og cafe there's so many great people that i got to meet there and you guys are all so talented and unique we're it's like really a full cafe of like influencers influencers oh that word but you know what i mean you know like <laughs> people doing shit i feel like you know yeah. so um yeah it's dope i was high and smiling and laughing joking <laughs> You were high and smiling and laughing and joking the entire time up until the day before we closed. And I have a video of you. You have full like goggles. Oh, crying. <laughs> I'm crying. Gloves. I mean, yeah. you if you could have been in a hazmat suit, I think I you would. You would've. I would have, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I would have. That was like crazy. But you knew before everyone, this is serious. Cause I was like, ha ha ha, we're closing for two weeks. But yeah, no, it was, it's been no joke. So I want to learn more about you, about your story. You're from California, right? Yeah, I'm a Cali girl from Anaheim, California. Oh shit. Like yeah. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani, OC girl, you know? <laughs> I'm just a girl. Yeah, yeah, like I love her. She went to the high school near me. Um, but yeah, from there, I moved to Florida, kind of moved around a little bit, you know, moved to Florida and then came back to California and then moved all up and down to California ever since then. My dad's from the Bronx. So this is why, like, you know, I feel like I have like a little New York side too, you know, from his little vibe. And so I like talking to you. I'm like, you're such a little even like, I feel like you're evenly New York and like LA, like definitely like the epitome of like a bi-coastal person. Yeah. It's the weed. It's the weed, man. You know, it me out. dude, yeah. it's great. It's great. You know, I love weed. <laughs> it brings people together. <laughs> Speaking of weed, mm. I do want to know about your first time with cannabis. What was your first experience with it? How old were you? Um, sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, but she knows I smoke weed. But anyway, the first experience I had with weed was definitely in junior high. I had this one home girl. Uh, I'm gonna throw her out there, Ruby. <laughs> I had this one home girl, Ruby, and she had uh like stole weed from her uncle, and so and she brunk to school like in the morning. I was like, whoa, wake and bake. No, just kidding. But I didn't know what a wake and bake at that time was. I was like twelve. <laughs> 13 you know and the funny thing is there's a church next door to our school 
So, <laughs> sorry, God, <laughs> but you know, you made this plant, but we, um, ended up going to the church and we, uh, went around the corner, like in their little hallway or whatnot. And it was like all outside. And yeah. so we smoked the weed out of a, a bong she brought too. Oh, uh, not a bong. I'm sorry. Uh, a pipe. And, um, <laughs> we got so high. That was my first time ever being high. And then I go to class. Oh, I was so God. paranoid. I was like thinking people are calling my name and they're not. And like, I even had people ask like, yo, like, you know, so it's like they, I looked high, you know, it was really funny. Well, apparently that's kind of a thing like out here. And I say out here, meaning just like the U.S. Cause that's, I can't think of anyone that I know in the DR that like ever went into any kind of class high, maybe in college, maybe later on, but we were under such um impression that you know this was this horrible thing and yada 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 so like you at 13 I'm curious to know even before that what did you think of weed were you scared at all or were you just like oh I kind of know about this because it's Cali I have the perfect story for this like it resonated with me and obviously stayed with me the rest of my life because I tell this all the time and it's so funny to me um, but after like I smoked weed, they, like we also had these other two homegirls or sisters and they would always get high, like with their mom and shit like that. Like I found out about like shrooms through them and everything. And I didn't, I mean, like, I didn't like really like kick it with them like that. We were just cool at school. And like, I would just like ask her like questions and like, we would all just be in, you know, in a, like a group, a group of friends. And I'm like, just talking and like, yo, like aren't you scared of weed? Like I heard, like I was telling them, I'm like, I heard it kills like your brain cells. And she was like, yo, I smoke weed all the time. And I'm in like AP classes. Like it was the the higher classes or whatever. She's like, I'm smart as fuck. And like from then on, I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> cause she was, and she was smart as fuck, you know? She just smoked weed. It is really amazing. And it's interesting. Cause I feel like people that I've spoken with are like, as long as I was getting good grades, it was fine. Like, my parents were cool with it. Like, the people who maybe started smoking a little bit younger. And I think that's fair, right? Because it's like, shit, if you're doing fine, I mean, it's better than drinking, especially at that age. Like, it seems like a pretty fair deal to me. Like, yeah, as long as you can keep your grades up, fucking go for it. And it's like, you're not going crazy anyway at that age. For the most part. Under your parents, you know watch for the most part so they're like not letting you go absolutely wild right there's only so many bowls you can hit as a 14 15 year old (laughs) like my first time like i would smoke in like a swisher because like when i really started to smoke i smoked with this one dude and he rolled up a swisher and then like i hit it and i was like oh it's sweet and i was like you got some sweet spit at the time i didn't know the fucking paper was flavored i was like you got some sweet spit and then he told me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that the paper was flavored and it was a peach swisher and like yo oh my gosh he was the homie and like I, he's still the homie to this day you know um love him busy uh <laughs> yeah uh it was a swisher and then i always smoke swishers after that and um uh, grape swishers i mean like i was definitely like rolling up more you know and then because i couldn't really like have glass around because i was like you know living with my parents 
and that shit like just would stink you know mm. so i would just roll up all the time and then like i moved on to like pipes and stuff i had a really good steamroller this pink steamroller it was big and pink and i was like oh i love this this shit would get you faded until i broke it and then <laughs> yeah you, you know that's just the name of the game you're gonna break a lot of glass so you grew up out here your dad's from the bronx did you go back to new york often as a kid was that ever a part of your upbringing because they're so different the two coasts actually didn't he my dad was uh, living out here my mom and dad have moved out here so they're living out here when they had me um so i just always knew like that in my vibe through him I didn't really get to go out there, but I wanted to go so bad because like I always thought New York was the coolest. I loved New York rap. I was like, I just love the style. Like, and that's, you know, at the time when like, you know, MySpace was going on so I could follow people from New York, you know, and see like how they live. And I was just like, yo, this like, I love it. Fashion. Yes, let's go. I want to go, you know, and it took me like till I was like 21 no, 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 like 18, I think I had my first trip to New York and I loved it. I was like, mom, take pictures of me in front of all this graffiti. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I got to wear my best outfit yeah. at the time. I was like my favorite LRG, like purpley pink, like a zip up sweater that I love to wear all the time. And like, I had like a little Louis Vuitton, like scarf thing. That's like NRD was like popping. They're just like wearing scarves and shit around their neck. Like, I wore that. <laughs> and like these dunks that were like my favorite that were like brown and pink. And I'm like, I still have a picture. And uh, yeah, that was like my, my moment in New York. Love it. I was eating all the bodega sandwiches and stuff. <laughs> I was eating boar's head, and I was like, I love that deli meat, you know? That's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I also really enjoy how much you rep LA and how proud you are of it. And it comes through comes through in your clothing line, bratty wear. Which I'm, I'm wondering, um, do you think cannabis plays a role in how you create art, and how you create your music is that the type of relationship that you have with cannabis or what is your relationship with cannabis it plays a big role not just how it makes me feel like physically but it's like a stamp in california just like a like a brand almost like a stamp of california right there you know women weed and weather all that so it's played a big part in how i've you know just lived my life and like music as well. Everybody was rapping about like weed and just everything that I like to listen to. Everybody was smoking weed. <laughs> Everybody was smoking weed, rolling up, you know, smoking swishers out here. You smoke a grape swisher and whatnot yeah. out here. Um, Snoop Dogg. I mean, come on. Like these, I'm telling you, like it's just a brand. Like, so yeah, from Braddy Wear, I, it's just incorporated everywhere. Smoke it, wear it, be it, live it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of girl, honestly. I did see you frolicking in a farm recently. Where did you go? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I do, I do, I do. Um, I did a campaign shoot for 3C Farms. Woo! 
and they uh, brought me and a few uh, other people out there to do uh, their shoots for the seasons. And they took us to a farm, um, a, like a big row, like just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of flowers. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like anything different than, you know, farming strawberries or anything like that. It's just like normal farmers out there just farm and weed it was really cool they had like animals there it was really nice um i loved it because i got to take my top off <laughs> i felt one with the weed i was like that's my best photo that i got out there it's just like oh just miles and miles of weed and my boobies yes <laughs> And it was really great because I got to borrow um, a hat from one of the farmers. They let me borrow it. And, like, you know, it was these really nice little old ladies. And I'm like, you know, you y'all are seeing, like, you, the people of the field. You know, they really put in a lot of work. And it's crazy. Like, they really, like, work hard because it's like a real grow up, you know. And they're just out there. That's bomb. Shout out to 3C. Their cannabis is fantastic. So speaking of taking your top off let's just let's go into it right i would love to hear about your relationship with suicide girls what that's been like for you your experience with them um and then i believe you're on only fans you are yes okay that is a whole different universe now to people that and and girls are thriving can you tell us a little bit about that i love all of these companies, they actually, uh, Suicide Girls and uh, the OnlyFans people, they also have like other like sister brands, which are um, like campsites and whatnot. And while I was touring with Suicide Girls, they um, ended up actually collabing and then sponsoring the tour. So by them sponsoring the tour, they had a lot of their cam girls that were in the city that we were in for the night. They would come and have, they would come for like a free show. You know, they, you know, hook them up like that and take part in the show. So that was pretty cool. That's how I got like kind of into both. Um, but first, Suicide Girls, like I had just auditioned for their burlesque show one day. And that's how I kind of ended up with that. So I started touring with them for about like five years, just going all over the world, wow. like all over the U.S. a couple of times, you know, overseas a few times. It was a really cool job because I got to travel and see everything and then also perform on stage. That was so cool, you know, like. I was all into that. Um, uh, and then once uh, my free cans came in, the owners, basically. And so we would get to know them. They were really cool. I gained a really good friendship with them. And so once OnlyFans started, they just hit me up like, hey, I, this is like a really good platform. I think you should get on it. Have you heard that song that Beyonce said? Or like the lyric that Beyonce said? She was like, uh, she my star OnlyFans. And I was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, yo, like get on it. Like, I think you do really good. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And that's how I started on there. So, and it's just, it's really cool because um, you really have the platform to do basically whatever you want. I feel like it has like a little like stigma of it being like, you know, smutty and you know, there's just sides of it too. And then there's like other sides of it as well that people just aren't doing like content like that. But hey, you know what, more power to you. These girls are getting that bread. Oh my God, and guys, shit, you know? So like everybody, so I'm like, yo, share the wealth. If it's working, like I'm all for it. And I love that um, OnlyFans and my free cams, they give like platforms like that to people to make money. So um, I think it's really dope, both of them. 
I have so many questions. Would people on my free cams watch me smoke and eat fully clothed? Is that something that maybe there's a market for? And if I were to start an OnlyFans, because it really is a platform for creatives and you could do whatever you want. There's chefs, there's fitness gurus. I mean, shit, you could probably do meditation. I mean, literally any of your hobbies would probably translate. What would you recommend for someone like myself if I was trying to, how do I use that platform to my advantage? They cast such a broad net with this platform, you know, because you could just literally do anything, you know? And yes, I think there's, you know, a platform for you to just get on there. Of course, like they literally will watch anything. (laughs) You know, anybody would just literally watch anything, you know? So, like, you know, I've seen a lot of, like, things. What have you seen? I've seen just a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen just a lot of things. They do things that are just very odd. Just very odd things that are just, like, not sexual at all. But people just enjoy it. Like, there's a market for it. There's a market for everything. So... Hey, just get into it. Just see, try it out. (laughs) Just try it out. See how it is. I think you'll be surprised. I think I might, because that's the thing. I this is why I enjoy the podcast so much. We're both in pajamas right now. (laughs) I love it because they can't see me. So that's where I get like apprehensive, and it's it's just a Bianca thing. It's Bianca not really wanting to like have to put on makeup and go in front of the camera because it really is so much work that you ladies are putting so into it. Much. It's so much. You guys are have a full beat face like so by 10 a.m. And it doesn't stop until, I mean, I'm sure these photo shoots and things like that go hours and hours, but it seems to be lucrative. I mean, Ellen, who we both know, she works at the cafe at Stoner Girlfriend. Yes, Shout out yes. to her. Yes. Um, She's very uh, open about her OnlyFans platform and and has been giving advice on Clubhouse to young individuals, entrepreneurs who want to get into it. I mean, I feel like I can say this because she said this on her podcast. She made a shit ton of money, like more money than people make at their regular jobs. And and it really can be whatever it is. But you see the effort behind it is what I'm trying to say. Like it's. It's not this easy cash cow, in my opinion. People are making a gang of money, you know, and even by doing the slightest like bit of work on there, which maybe be like posting every day or like once a week, once a month, once every two months, you're still making a good amount of money depending on how many subscribers you have and how much you are charging for the subscription. So and then it's reoccurring. So your money's gonna build up. And then I mean, if you keep at it, and you really uh, put like a little bit of work in it, you don't have to do that much. Um, you could see some profit. So basically, you're saying even like a lazy bitch like me has a shot at <laughs> potentially yes. making some money. Yes. This is for all my lazy bitches out there. Hey! bitches ad who just want to wear sweatpants for real like, I'm telling you so it's, it's really great can we speak on this yes. I think COVID happening it has made these type of platforms really pop off because everybody is home so like there's a lot of traffic there's like a lot of money coming into those type of uh, platforms COVID 
I had something else to say with that, but then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, and so like it is cool because like um you don't like you can be home and you can be posting, you know, how like in your PJs or whatever, and then you be looking bomb as fuck on there, but you like <laughs> But like it's cool because like working from home is like dope. Like being able to be home is and do things like that without being made up in front of the camera, you know? So it's like that side of the entertainment work, you know, that's really cool instead of just being in makeup for like hours and then at home, like you just can't wait to get it off and then your face is all fucked up and then like, oh my God, living without makeup is so much better. But I love makeup, so it's all good. <laughs> so essentially you were working with Suicide Girls and the person who opened, who's one of the co-founders of the cafe is also one of the founders of Suicide Girls. Was that how... You were introduced to the cafe. Had you worked in cannabis before that? Yes. That um, was how I got introduced to the cafe. I had already been like smoking. And then by the time I uh, was working at the cafe, I had already been through like um, some other like cannabis jobs or whatever, like entrepreneurships that I've had from like selling custom rolling papers. Like I was making uh, papers, you know, like a raw paper, but they're like, you know, rice paper, so they're white. And I would stamp it with like diamonds or Hello Kitty or different paper planes and then selling them to like different uh, clothing lines, dispensaries at the time, stuff like that. So that's how I kind of like got introduced or like was doing like things in the cannabis field. And even then I knew like, yo, it was like a really big thing this is like the time where like Wiz Khalifa was coming out you know and like he was really kind of making like smoking weed kind of like popping again I don't know like he had like an era you know and so um I started doing that and so I was just like in in the cannabis field but yeah that's uh how I got introduced into the cafe was through Suicide Girls and I'd already been working with them um because they were doing you know a line of like uh vapes and whatnot yeah the vape thing and then they kind of snowballed into Lowell's farm and then snowballed into the OG cannabis cafe you know so that's how that happened and yeah I kind of got swindled and I'm just saying (laughs) I'm just kidding I kind of get swindled because like at the time you know at the cafe it was just like bartenders and then there was waiters and then they kind of merged and I was like oh my god like at I, at the time, I didn't realize it, but I'm like, okay, like, we're going to do the wait- the waitressing and the budgeting. I was like, all right. So I did it, did it for, like, a couple of weeks or whatever, and then, like, I was taking a break in the back, and I was like, am I a waitress in L.A.? <laughs> am I that typical story? Yeah. Like, am I a waitress? And like, I was super high, too, and I was, like, low-key having a panic attack, not going to lie, because I was like... <gasps> oh my gosh <laughs> I was like oh my god I don't think I could go in there that was some strong ass week because usually I could keep my shit together and like I'll think it but then I'm like yo like it's I don't know but I was literally having a panic attack outside it's funny you say that because I also had a panic attack in that back room <laughs> um, because I had worked a shift and then I want to say it was me and Katie who went to the bar grabbed the gravity bong hit that way too many times and that'll do it to you you and just went into the back and like 
thank God America was working in the back that night because I just sat there and talked to her and like slowly rocked myself until I could calm down. So that (laughs) that place was very I mean, there was just so much stimuli, like everything between the people and the sounds and the music and the food and the smell like. Yeah, and even the best got knocked out once or yeah, twice. True. <laughs> it's true. I got knocked out a couple of times. Okay. <laughs> There's a couple of times I was like smacked. <laughs> I was smacked. I was like, yo, I'm high. Because yeah. like we were like smoking with the customers. It's just being hot boxed in there, kinda a little yes. bit. You know, there was good ventilation. The ventilation was good. Um, and then like, we're like, we're not doing like normal shit. We're like taking gravity bong hits, mm-hmm. you know, with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just gravity bong hits and some dab hits. And I'm like, oh my God, you want it? What? Yeah. <laughs> and then literally be responsible for 18 tables yeah. and you have to take their weed and food order now. I that was, was like, a, a no. Mind test right there. You yeah. Know? Like- if you, if you're one of the few from the OG group, <laughs> you know, that can actually say that and be like, that was a test and, and shit, we all passed. It only closed because of COVID. COVID. Right. like we were all still doing it um I would you have any favorite moments from when you were working at the cafe you know I had a lot like one of my favorite moments obviously was definitely just getting to know the people that like the workers there like they were all like cool it was just cool to it almost felt like a little reality show because we're just like we're just working you know in this new place and we're all like high and it's just like we're all these personalities mixing <laughs> And everybody was literally cool. I didn't meet one person in there that was like, I don't really know about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're all cool. Yeah. Um, but I had a I had a lot of good times. Like, one of the first times, one of the first days we were opened, <laughs> I was uh, just laughing so hard. Like, everything was funny to me. It's like one of those first times that you smoke weed and, like, everything's just funny to you. Like, it was a great high. Like so great and I was just like cracking jokes and like (laughs) cause I'm just trying to like have fun and like be like happy go lucky kinda and like you know just I don't know weed's weed's supposed to be fun that would be my biggest thing like when I would work with disgruntled people and I'm like but you smoke pot like ooh I shouldn't say pot sorry guys you smoke cannabis like you know what I mean like you would assume that there would be some kind of just cool factor just ingrained in that but it's it's not not necessarily luckily for us though all of our colleagues did have that and they are really incredibly talented people i'm so excited to be able to bring them on now moving forward i want season two to be able to open up to People who are part of the cannabis industry, maybe not necessarily bud tenders, we'll still obviously have our bud tenders, but it's like, like you've had such an interesting relationship that I can't speak to because it's totally different. I'm not a cannabis model, uh, video vixen, <laughs> like, is that offensive video vixen? No. no I, okay, cool. Um, you know, you've had this very different dynamic with it, um, that I, I I am I envy a little bit. It looks it seems really fun. It's so funny. I mean, people just knew that I was smoked weed, and they're like, "Hey, well, I want you to like come do this and like the weed shit." Like, I really kind of it's just crazy. Like, they I was honestly open um, with my cannabis use. You know, mm-hmm. I never seen I never saw it as anything bad. You know, because I was still 
functioning. I handle my shit, you know? Like, I I wasn't letting, like, weed, like, throw me off or do anything weird like that, you know? And, like, like I said, I had that story of that homegirl. You know, she was very smart, you know, in AP classes. And, you know, so I'm like, there's functioning stoners out there. This is not necessarily a drug how people in dare are talking about it (laughs) um but yeah it just kind of uh you know snowballed into that like me being open people just hiring me from there and I've done like a lot of you know um sessions what were those oh my god before covid when they had like the little festivals and stuff like that what did you do tell me um I mean just worked at booths and stuff like that in uh like maybe performing one time but like just being around like all of that it was just a lot of fun just smoking weed and just getting hooked up with all the stuff um what they they had the high times one um there's another one kush stock i love all that shit (laughs) yes all the performances are so great it's just like faded like it's crazy when i saw like the the older like you know pothead shit like uh like you know, like the Warren G's and like the Snoop, Snoop Dogg's like always there, I feel like, or something like that, you know, like those people and stuff. So it was really cool. I miss those times. Yeah, I really miss those times too. Uh, that was something that I feel like was already um, such a privilege to be at and be a part of. And now, especially now that we don't know when those things are, are coming back, it's like even more so. It's like, wow, we really got to partake in something that not everyone was able to. Most people listening probably didn't, and that sucks. Um, hopefully they come back. What if it never comes back? I don't... <laughs> I don't want to be negative. No, but no. Like, what the fuck? No, but I told... Like, that's the thing. It's like, what if nothing normal ever comes back? Here, take a hit. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I I think so. And the only reason I think so is because if we look back at like the early 1900s, what was it? The Spanish flu, influenza (laughs) that came through and like put everything on hold. And then you have the roaring 20s and look at how the juxtaposition, like I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think, right? though that things will get back to normal i think you know it's just gonna take a little while you know yeah it really is unless you want to go to texas or something or somewhere where it's open (laughs) can i say something really quickly because i i think you'll enjoy it um fuck texas obviously that goes without saying sorry if you're listening from texas my mom's actually from Texas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She does actually live there. She's a California girl, though. Wait, where does she live in Texas? She lives in Dallas. And Ooh. trust me, I was very skeptical as well, you know? But it does have its areas where, like, you know, it's not that bad. I'm, I actually enjoy the South, you know? And, like, it could be cool. I'm sure it does have its charm. I was a, yeah. I was arrested in Dallas, so I have a different experience and relationship with Bobby? it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck DF Dub. <laughs> Fuck those dogs. <laughs> Hate them. But yeah, so it was like overnight at at um the airport jail because it was a oh Sunday, God. and then the following Ooh. yeah, and then the following they they took me to Tarrant County Jail. Oh my God, you got transferred? Oh my God. (laughs) You were just really going through the jail system. (laughs) I love that she's hysterical laughing. Like, no, no, like I genuinely love that you're like, because obviously I'm fine. Yeah, it's, I'm okay. It's, we can laugh. But, um, but yeah, so that's my, but what I was going to say 
is also fuck Florida. When we talk about these states that are open right now, and I say that because I was chatting with this boy who I haven't I hadn't met in person. We it was like a DM situation. <laughs> but like we in my opinion really hit it off and basically we're like texting almost every single day for like nearly two months and he had been traveling a bit and so now he went back home to florida and it's been radio silence and i can only assume (laughs) it's because this motherfucking state is open and he's out there living his life and doing things and i can't even be mad about it because i get it Uh... but i'm just like can we all get on the same page, please? My love life is struggling right now. What part What part of Florida? I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, because I've been to some really bad parts of Florida. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, of course, that's why he's not fucking answering. He's over there fucking probably just doing whatever. You know, like, oh, you, you went to Florida and you're just, like, going to go live your life? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like that's exactly how you should feel. How dare you? How dare you? Um, how's your dating life going? What's what's oh. the situation been? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> dating life is great, but I totally feel you. Like, how oh. can you just like go like live your life without me? I just don't understand. <laughs> Were you into like the well let's meet at a park and both wear our masks kind of dating during quarantine or not not to that extent oh no 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 i didn't meet anybody new these are the same hoes that i have (laughs) these hoes love me no i'm just kidding um (laughs) so no like i couldn't even imagine like going to like a park and meeting up with our fucking masks on shit like i couldn't imagine like a quarantine date like that's crazy like if you like met somebody like off tinder like hey let's go like meet up at starbucks and like (laughs) It's not natural. I need there to be alcohol, especially on a first date. Obviously. Um, Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Uh, I find that interesting. Um, And I also agree. Same hoes. Same hoes. Same hoes. It's like why, like, (laughs) it's like why, you know, let another ungrateful boy in. Just keep the same ungrateful ones until, like, you meet, like, you know, that one. Mm -hmm. And then you know (laughs) and then and then hopefully he doesn't go to florida when you meet that one yeah and you guys yeah yeah no i i agree it's just things are too weird right now to like start exactly to start inviting new people into this space i also feel like especially as females it it really seems to me like everyone has hit the ground running And I see us all really working hard on ourselves and what we're trying to accomplish. And I mean, that's really it. I just think that's fantastic. I'm so I'm so happy. That's um, where our focus is right now. Like literally, I do not get tricked in one to when one of those like quarantine dates. Guys are really thriving right now with these quarantine dates because they're inviting you to your house to their house you know maybe not even like cooking you dinner or anything like that you know they might want to do like just smoke with you and like watch netflix like you know they're really trying to thrive in these so do not get caught up in just like a quarantine date like really like at this point he really needs to work you know he needs to work harder to do something like more special because like you're risking your life yeah yeah just going over to somebody's house or something like that you know and like the thing is like i i know like 
like some people, but they're like still asking and like date me. And I'm like, I'm not just coming over to your house. I'm not just going to come over and like lay up with you for like, you know, like you need to, you need to date me, you need to court me, you need to take me out. Like, do you think people from the village came to the temple without offerings? Oh, nope, they didn't. You know, yeah. like women are really like the prize and you need to like, uh, court, court them. Like that's what our nature is. Like we, um, need to be with somebody with a plan yes yes a provider i appreciate you saying that as hopefully a reminder to the ladies listening it's like you are a temple we are incredible we are obviously the stronger sex like that's not even a question so fuck yeah just a good a good reminder especially right now we just came off of valentine's day Right now, this is the time to love yourself for sure because you are spending a lot of time with yourself. You are probably reevaluating yourself a little bit, you know? So this is the time to kind of focus on self. Get your shit together, you know? Like, you probably spent all this time trying to love everybody else. You need to, like, love yourself a little bit and then just focus on uh, building, growing, building your empire, you know? So, like, we're busy building an empire. This is why we don't need to be dating people that are just going to want to, like, you know, bring us over and just smoke and watch Netflix. Like, no, (laughs) I'm busy building my empire, okay? So, like, if you are not, like, bringing something to the table or, you know, bringing offerings to my temple, then what am I doing with you? (laughs) Help me help you. Because they win in the end. Like, you're getting the prize, which is us. Exactly. Like, we both, we want the same thing. You just have to put in a little work. Women are the prize. Women are the prize. People have to bring, like, um, offerings to their family to marry the woman that they wanted to marry. Yes, yes. You know? Not saying, like, they were selling them, but that was tradition, you know? Well, I mean, technically, (laughs) they kind of were selling them. (laughs) Marriage, the, like, yeah. But... (laughs) That's, I mean, the, that's just history, I guess, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I used to work in the wedding industry, like in bridal. Oh goodness. And so I became very jaded very quickly. Oh, I bet there are bitches in there. They were, yeah, there were some nasty, there were some very lovely people. And then my favorite would be like the absolute eccentric brides that were like, we're doing a Game of Thrones theme wedding. Like, the ones that didn't give a fuck that were just like, I'm just going to do what I like and, like, fuck these politics yeah. of, like... I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it was just... um, It was interesting to watch a lot of women not be super psyched about getting married mm. and more so it feeling like I'm checking off this yeah. list wow. yeah because the wow. I mean I had my spiel that I would go through and I would ask them like the same questions and one would always be what are you most excited about for the wedding and I kid you not 70% would be like for it to be over like they were just over it stressed okay. done and it's it gets to the point where I'm like why are you even doing this but <laughs> to each their own <laughs> but I do like that nowadays the narrative for women and especially younger women is that of entrepreneurship independence not to say if you want to be a stay-at-home mom and like that's totally fine but the fact that this other uh avenue is open and accepted and praised like it's just they're equal 
I don't know. That's just my opinion. Most definitely. Like, it's just a new avenue. Like, back in the day, you know, we weren't really, um, women weren't supposed to work, you know? Like, we were the the gender that learned probably everything last, mm-hmm. you know? While our men were out there, you know, learning to, like, read, write, and work, you know, we're at home. So, of course, you know, we're, like, we want to pick somebody strong, and that's a provider, but, like, the history, it hasn't gone that far from that time, Mm-mm. you know? No. So, like, this uh, women entrepreneurship is really, like, this is the time because we're getting respect and where I see um, in society mm-hmm. with the whole Me Too movement. You know, mm-hmm. people are coming out and they're, like, believing us and, you know, they're realizing that, you know, just men could be really nasty to us. Yeah. yeah. So... And it's sad. So, and I really like, you know, like I really strongly suggest like women seriously um, learning how to shoot a gun, learning how to defend themselves because like people are crazy and like men, they get their ego so rude sometimes from God knows what. Yeah. Yeah, And they want to attack you. So like Mm -hmm. definitely protect yourself in. Yeah. But yeah, be just, (laughs) I'm sorry that went off there, but like, um, Yeah, just really, like, you have time to be dating and take care of your shit and grow as a person. And, like, you know, really, if you you just focus your time and you have a goal of what you want to go to, man, you could achieve so much. And, like, you're not just, like, under somebody. Like, you're not a stay-at-home mom. Not to say, like, if they have, just make your own money. Because if he says you can't buy those shoes, you could go (laughs) buy them yourself. You okay? You know, like, like, you go get them yourself. Have some side hustle. Yes. Have a side hustle. Use his or her money <laughs> to... Uh... <laughs> to be independent. Yeah, they're willing to help you. First, what you were saying, I, it really it makes me want to cry. Like, I get emotional because I sadly believe that probably, if not every single woman I know, majority of the women I know have been in some type of abusive situation whether sexually, physically, emotionally, from a male. And and it really is horrifying that that is something that truly bonds all of us in some way. And yeah, it, just bo- it really bothers me because we all come from a female. So it's like that anyone could ever be that disrespectful is, is really evil and inhumane. That's a side note. And to all the ladies listening you're badasses and we love you and the other part is get your paper so like (laughs) so like i i would love to know i would love to know what goals you've set for yourself moving forward where you see shay the artist and and everything um Maybe within the next five years, maybe not even that far. Maybe just like, yeah, where are we heading with you? What's that question? It's like always like five, like five years, like what? Like, (laughs) what? Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's so much to think about though at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. So you really like, you're like, well, well, what? (laughs) I'm just uh, going with the flow. Um, But no, I, I say don't really put a timeline on it and say like five years I think if you have um the thought in your head like 
it's just one step at a time. If you put the work in mm-hmm. and you just, you know, stay focused, you put the work in, you're going to get somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. You're going to grow in whatever avenue, like, you're you're putting the focus in and the work in. Literally, this time right now, because of COVID happening, I felt like I've hustled the hardest I ever hustled in my life, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like... um if COVID didn't, didn't happen, I would probably just continue to be doing the same thing that I was doing, you know? And so this kind of brought, like, okay, let's get down to work, mm-hmm. you know? I Let's really focus the What's time. The What's the vision? Let's really focus the time um, and just, like, just don't don't waste time, I guess. It mm-hmm. sounds, like, cliche or, like, I don't know, people just don't waste time. Or, but, like, seriously, like, focus your time and, yeah. like, you'll get places. Like, keep hustling. Tomorrow's not promise. Mm-hmm celebrate every day but no seriously like you just keep working i'm telling you you got to put the work in and then it, something will really come of it mm-hmm. i've been hustling every day yeah. <laughs> like what is that new video that you're in that you're fucking amazing oh. <laughs> she looks amazing in this video you She's guys like dominican mommy right here yeah, you know so um i love them i love 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 them it's like um uh, Joelle and then Jen. They're brother sister, but oh. they're they're artists, but um they they're solo, you know. So they mm. both do their own thing. So I've done videos for um just like their little camp, and so uh, we did that video, Perigroso, yeah. you know, for yeah. uh, Joelle. And like honestly, it came out so good. Okay. Um, the the director he's italian he's Ooh. hella cool shooters club i think that's his ig or whatever um he shot it and he just got the most beautiful shots like he really did a r- great job on that video mm-hmm. and he works with them a lot and i did another video that um will come out soon so th- i mean it's just really cool and they're dominican i love them yes. you know afro latinas and latinos yes. like you know so it's dope i've i fuck with them very briefly, I, how was your time in Puerto Rico? I would love to know. And and did you get how often did you get to visit there? And and follow up to that, did you smoke weed while you were in Puerto Rico? Um, to answer that question really quick, yes, I did smoke weed in Puerto Rico. I smoked a lot of weed, and it was great. Um, but I'm not going to say how I got it or anything like that. <laughs> We, I did smoke some Puerto Rican weed, though, and it, it was cool. It did so its job. Great. Was um, it brown? It was green. Oh! It was green. It was okay. green, yeah. Okay. It, but, yeah, it was shit still. It was like a right. dep. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a dep, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but had you been did you visit as a kid or like okay so yeah i did i visited when i was a baby i went like a like obviously when i was a baby Mm -hmm. and um i still like have like memories you know just being like in like the courtyard of like my grandma's house and stuff i mean they like you have chickens you know (laughs) like (laughs) the chickens the courtyard Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i did that and then i recently went back after all these years i went back and i still have family that lives out there like my grandma my uncle my aunt they live out there and like cousins Mm -hmm. um so when i went out there like i had so much fun um but then i got to uh, my uncle rabbit he picked me up and (laughs) he drove me to his house 
where my grandma was there, my abuelita. Yeah. We ate food. They gave me so much food. Yeah. They gave me so much food. I was like trying not to fall asleep. I was like trying, like literally like dozing off in the chair. But like you couldn't really do that because there's a bunch of chicken and geese around and like there's horses. So every, there's a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, he has like a whole farm. and like Yeah, he lives like in the mountains and stuff. Like you got to oh, yeah. go up to get out there. Oh, it's really nice. Yeah, they gave me so much food, and they're telling me how sometimes, you know, they have, a, like, a lot of chickens. <laughs> the chickens are fucking beefy out there because they just, all the food that they don't eat, they just, like, slide it off the side, and they, yeah, that's what they eat, they you know? Yes. I'm like, yo, they're beefy out there. Ew. Naturally, my uh, my grandma, she kept, like, touching my butt. She's like, oh, you're like, you know, your like, body's cute. Like, he's like, ah, you know? like <laughs> So it was funny. That's beautiful. I love that. There's, it's always nice to go back to the old country and just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to ask you one more question and then we'll get into the next segment. I would love to know how cannabis has changed your life for the better. Now, this is something I can get emotional about right here, you know? Like, seriously, well, because it really has changed my life. I have seen this, like, the movement of cannabis being looked at really bad, as really bad, to, like, really good in this being a whole market and, like, a new industry that is blossoming, like, as we speak. So it's just crazy. It's just changed my life so much. And I had a moment um, once I came back from that 3C trip and just seeing like how crazy that cannabis has changed my life and how much has grown throughout the years. It's like a whole business now. And it's just so cool just to see it all grow. And like, I feel like, I feel like I'm a part of that, yeah. you know, so it's cool. And um I made a living off cannabis, you know? I used to think it was so bad, and, like, I was judged about it or whatnot, and I hid it, you yeah. know? But it's just now it's, like, changed my life to the point, like, sustainable through the cannabis industry, the field. It's amazing. It's definitely a dream come true. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into the next segment, which is the re-up. I... And so the re-up is basically a series of rapid-fire questions, like favorite, favorite to-dos about cannabis, and then, um, yeah, favorite to-dos about cannabis. How about that? Um, no, you're good. Also, I've really, really enjoyed these guava uh, mimosas we made today. Um, tropical. Okay, so you take that hit. And then we're going to do a series of questions. <laughs> you know, we just took like two massive hits. We are smoking by Sherbinsky's. They're Sherbins. They're mochi gelato, I believe. Oh, fuck. I'll double check. Let's see. Let's do it right. Yeah, let's do it right. Let's do it right. I was right. So we are, yes, we're smoking Sherbinsky's original mochi gelato. I enjoy it very much. They described it as a creative high, and I do feel like it's kind of that creative, silly, heady, like definitely no couch lock. Are you a person that pays attention to like percentage? Because people are like, nobody, like, don't pay attention to that. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, it doesn't really matter. But then you're like, 
well, I want the highest one still. Like, I don't know. So I'm so glad that you asked me that question because that's a really good question. So I'm someone that's mindful of percentages, but I also, so what I'm looking at, um, for example, unfortunately on the Sherbinskis, it doesn't have it. It doesn't seem like, but typically you'll have your THC percentage, you'll have your CBD percentage, and then you'll have your overall cannabinoid percentage. And so I do look at the THC percentage because I am such a habitual smoker that it's like, okay, I know I need something fairly strong. Um, But what I'm looking at the total cannabinoids, because I want to know what else is at play. That just even though I I don't maybe know exactly who's in there. I know that there's other cannabinoids and other terpenes that are incorporated into this profile. And that's going to be a more satisfying high rather than just looking and being like 32%, you know, (laughs) because it's like at some point you burn out. So, like, I would rather play around with it a little bit more and, like, really get, like, a full profile versus um, sacrificing the other cannabinoids and terpenes. You got it? I feel you. You're like, okay, let's look at everything, you know, right? Just not look at the THC, you know, like, whatever. What else is? Yeah, what what else is coming into play here? Right. But, oh, my gosh, you said burnout. And have you heard this thing called greenout? Oh, my God, there's this TikTok girl. It's hilarious. It's this girl, and she she's obviously like like a sixteen year old like now or some shit like yeah. that. So she's like I guess like doing a TikTok like kind of like how she like uh, goes to a smoke sesh yeah. or whatever. She like brings all this shit and some shit, and she said some shit like, "Oh, you don't want to green out." And then I was watching like something like Deuces and Marrow, like one of those like kind of things yeah. or whatever. And they're like, "Did she just say green out? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that green out like you're like i don't know you're like i've never experienced that like (laughs) never experienced that we experienced it all the time at the cafe because (laughs) when people green out yo the people fainting the amount of people that would faint and stuff like that 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 to me is like yeah you're greening out right now Yeah, yeah it was almost like whoa like it was scary it was so scary like you're just falling out like yo the (laughs) i see how it could get to you like if you some people can get paranoid i don't know and then there's just like a lot of people there and they're not a smoker i guess that can tolerate all of that so they just you know pass out so and then it's embarrassing like oh my gosh like You know, smoking weed does, like, induce, like, some, like, paranoia, you know? And, like, you have to know kind of, you know, what you can smoke. And, you know, you just can't be a non-smoker and then just go out to this, like, place and just (laughs) smoke all this fucking bomb-ass weed. And, like, because I do it, too. Like, shit, I'm like, whoa, 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 (laughs) you know? Like, so... Yeah, I think that's actually really great advice for when people start going out again. Like, I know we're all going to be really excited, but like, pace yourself, pace yourself. Um, All right, so let's get into the re-up. I would love to know, okay, favorite word for cannabis? Weed. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) Favorite artist to listen to when you're smoking? anything west coast like you know my favorite song to listen to was like dr dre and like snoop uh 
not the next episode. It was like, uh, I forgot what song it was, but I always listen to that and get high too. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I want to be able to be like, it's this one, but I'm oh. so high right now. Your favorite stoner movie of all time? Oh, Half Baked. Yeah. You know, Half Baked. But anything funny. Your favorite smoke session that you've had thus far? Um, I've smoked with Snoop Dogg twice, so that's like... Get the fuck out, He's Man, because I was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> you know, like, smoking with Snoop, uh, it was really fucking cool, man. Like, <laughs> one time it was, like, at this party, and he was just, like, rolling up rolling up and passing it rolling up and passing it, rolling up and passing it and so we were just smoking like that and then not too long ago i went to his birthday party what? and yeah we were smoking yeah that's like the ultimate you know yeah no one will ever top that ever you just said I mean, such a right place right time no you just really set the standard for season two and everybody else that follows and and what they're bringing as far as smoke sessions go because okay um when you get to heaven when you get to those pearly gates what strain is going to be on your top shelf Oh, man, it's, like, gonna be, like, something super crystally, something purple, purpley. It's gotta be sticky. I wanted shit to stick to the wall. Like, that's how <laughs> sticky I want it to be, you know? Like, so, I can't even name a strain, but it would have to be something like that, you know? Like, a specific strain, I, like, I couldn't just say should just better be some exotic or some shit like so oh my god can we touch on this like people talking about like um zaza and like these exotics and stuff you're like yo that's just some ice cream cake chill out like you know like so trust me i don't know like sometimes you think you're like buying exotic and you're really just buying some wedding cake or just (laughs) some glue i don't know you know Everything's marketing nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's all how you brand, uh, or it's all how you market yourself. Okay, that was fantastic. <laughs> some zaza. <laughs> some zaza. Um, I will say I did have some sugar cake by Jungle Boys recently. Fire, crystally, sticky. I believe I would highly recommend. Um, and now, my darling, you've been so great. It's time for you to call your plug. Which means you just let the audience know where they can find you, how they can follow you, plug anything that you're working on. I like that. I like how you, you know, entered with that. I love that. (laughs) So, yes, I mean, the plug. All right. I mean, obviously, I'm paper mache. Um, That's where you can find me on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I have my bratty wear line, so please go over there, buy your girlfriend something, your wife something, your mistress, your side bitch, whatever, you know, just shop everywhere. If you're a stripper, if you're a dancer, if you are an artist, you know, this performance wear, whatever, pull up to bratty wear. Um, and then, yeah, just keep, be on the lookout for Young Paper Mache. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so much fun. You were fantastic. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get him. Yeah. 
Yes, you know. Is that your final word? Yes, Bianca. (laughs) I love. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And the nails have spoken. (laughs) You know? That's the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of That Bud Tender Podcast. Follow me at The Stone Journalist. Follow the show at That Bud Tender Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, and keep getting high, my babies.